Oh, 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 it's a Podzuki miracle that this episode's actually getting out on time and before Christmas. Um, yeah, it's one of the Kaiju Hollywood bad boys branded. I'm here to say we got a spicy one. We're doing Santa Jaws in time for the end of the year for Christmas with returning champion Logan Nielsen and also his friend Dustin Pixley, who they both run the Quality Home Entertainment podcast. Very funny podcast. Absolutely should check it out and subscribe. And as always, if you like our podcast, please like and subscribe, write a review on whatever platform it might be. It helps us out a ton. And if you have any questions, you can always email us at podzukipodcast at gmail.com. That's podzukipodcast at gmail.com. We always love to read whatever we get. And uh, as always, enjoy the episode, have fun with the rest of your year, and Merry Christmas! Oh, 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 my wife, oh... What is Ghidra's? 10 to 1 he sees you through a beaker and a tweezers. Read the fine print and be like, what's the big deal? Spun wheels of steel since broke wheel, big wheel. Back when it was greasy ass curl, now it's easy dread. Had a rhyme on how they used to tease him about his peasy head. Yes, yes, y'all to the beat. It's okay. I just you just didn't warn me on the three, two, ones. So I had to jump into it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm, it'll be close enough that we can use it. Don't worry. Um, yeah, let's... Uh, you want to... Oh, Camgirl's just letting her fuck. My favorite thing is how you guys act like every time you've never done this before. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you guys have been doing this show for like five years now. Uh, I think it's longer now. Um, is it even longer than that? 2017. I mean, yeah, it's probably been like about seven years. I, I know this is a kaiju podcast. Have you all ever seen Memento? Mm. Mm-hmm. It's that. Yeah. But only for this podcast. <laughs> I, I swear I didn't kill my wife. Um, <laughs> you, you guys just aren't tattooing the reminders at all, so it's just truly being like, where the fuck am I? What Logan, am I doing? I want to be buried in a Jewish cemetery. Of course I can't tattoo the reminders. <laughs> I'm tattooing myself right now. Podcast. Can't forget. Okay. All right. I got this yeah. for later. Perfect. Good. There we go. There <laughs> There we go. Why did I yeah, lean in like this? Like I was, you did. You turned. I leaned the other way like I was going to get a better angle at his arm, as if it's not just a flat surface I'm staring at. Yeah. A very white flat surface. I always forget when we do these with the video that I look like a, a Dracula, if you will. <laughs> a, a human whiteboard, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. A Dracula dad. You're like a Dracula that works in HR. Yeah. That's kind of what the vibe you have got. So he's an energy vampire, then. Anymore? We need to talk about this. <laughs> Well, I don't have a good uh, second joke for that, so that's as far as that goes. But cam girls do want to have fun. <laughs> um, I, okay, before we start getting into the episode, I think for the listeners at home, if we keep this part, I need to explain that we made a bit that... I got a vampire joke. Okay, we oh, got a vampire joke. Uh, open mic night, uh, Dracula. Okay. Tonight, Ooh. I'm going to suck. That's really good. <laughs> <laughs> Familiars are weird. <laughs> uh, something, something, social media mirrors don't work. Um, I'll get it to by the end episode. It'll, it'll be stewing up here. Um, okay, we can introduce. Uh, we, I didn't explain the girls want to have fun bit still. Anyways, uh, I'm one of your Kansas City. No, it's the wrong one. Okay, it's the first. It's our first episode. Okay, be, be gentle on us. It's the first episode. We've never done this before. Okay, welcome, <laughs> welcome to Podzuki, America's favorite podcast about Santa Jaws. Now, um, it's it's all we want to talk about. It's all we want to. And Christianity and pussies and and pussy. <laughs> um, we're talking about that. I mean, hey, listen, Santa Jaws. 
It's a lady. That's true. I'm really. This is a really rocky start. I'm one of your. I'm one of your kaiju Hollywood bad boys, Brandon Kirkman, one of your hosts. I'm another one of your kaiju Hollywood bad boys, Luke Evans Flip. I'm your third Hollywood kaiju bad boy, Martin Felschman. Brandon, tell the people at home about our fucking lovely, handsome, delightful, hilarious we, guests. We have special mm-hmm. guests. That's right. Two of them, a returning champion that we love dearly, Logan Nielsen. Uh, Hi. Just, one of I, I dare say uh, I wouldn't say comedy's bad boys because that goes to Seth Davis, but I want to <laughs> I want to say one of, one of comedy's rebels, um, yeah, all time rebels. And then we have with him friend of <laughs> Logan. Wow, <laughs> friend of Logan and also co-host of the Quality uh, Home Entertainment podcast, which is excellent. I I got to listen to some episodes before we started this. I let them know that also um, I like it a lot, but the podcast is a little bit too goofy. Um, too goofy. It's, it's very, you, you mentioned that we will we'll tone it down the best we'll, we can. The next ones we make, we'll make very serious or not very, but just less goofy, Thank I guess. You. Just, you just, a just go yuck way too much. It's yeah. Too much yuck. I need to imagine that NPR okay. would run a wine uh, club commercial on it. That's what I need. That's the tone. Gotcha. Okay. Um, okay. But we've really taken a while to stretch this out. It's it's Dustin Pixley of uh, Quality Home Entertainment and and of comedy. But we, well, and, <laughs> and friend of me, and we friend of you established that. Also, friend of, of, of me of Earth, friend of Earth, also, the United Earth, States. Friend of, friend of Cam Girls too. Let's oh, be yeah, honest, no. Cam Girls. They just want to have fun. fun. I heard they just want to have fun, and they deserve love too. That's true. They really do. <laughs> I think they do. Um, not everybody likes the job. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, no, you're right, Luke. That's a that's a <laughs> deep good point to bring up. Yeah, well, we're going to get into it. This is our last episode of the year of 2023. We've proposed this going back so a So long, months. and thanks for all, but nothing. Yeah, thanks for nothing. Uh, the last episode we had Logan on, we talked Meg to. Um, and as you know, we, we enjoyed it. You hated it. Uh, but mm-hmm. the only reason we enjoyed it is because me and Martin got to hold hands in the movie theater and have fun. Yeah. And you guys all it. had great days of friendship. Yes. And then yes. the Meg 2 happened within it. Also, I saw it with the roller coaster seats. Yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yes. We have a big update about a movie, that. A movie like that for the 4DX, fucking perfect. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry that your experience with Meg 2 was just solely a commitment. We we saw it in just chump ass regular seats. They were just regular seats. They did recline. In all fairness, that's true. They did recline. And you know this is recline. this is a good uh, initiative for our listeners to go listen to Quality Home Entertainment. You also got to share with four young boys that sound. One of them sounded like a girl. And that's very important to remember. What's that? Uh, what? Specific <laughs> in the Quality Home Entertainment episode, sense? you talk about how you thought a girl was trying to uh, get in quips during the film. That oh that yes, yes. that's right, that's right. Then yeah. the old couple shut him down hard. Yeah. yeah, that was the best because they were really trying to create like a riff energy of like let's make fun of this movie, and someone was just like shut up. <laughs> and it was just okay. It was really funny. You do that at home. What the fuck are they doing? Doing that in the theater with other people? Yeah, that's art they're watching. I mean, it's also like if you're if you're doing it in a theater, you really got to read the room. It has to be like the whole room. Because I've seen it work out where it's like the whole room is kind of like, ha, 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 we're all laughing at it together. Mm-hmm. Some jokes can work in. But when it's a silent theater, 
and it's only a few minutes in the movie, and then you just really go hard and like try to, and not even a good joke. It was just like plot twist or something. Like it was just like it was an awkward. It was just one of those things. Check then, please. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was a very check please. Now, Absolutely. If I went to a movie and somebody did that that line specifically over and over again, I would both hate it at first, but then think it was the best thing. It the comes world. around again. Yeah. Okay, and then a movie again. where it makes no sense, just constantly oh, check please. Yeah, but yeah, and then just. Someone went shut up. But yeah, we were and we record our episode about it. So I I had when we did the Meg, I had two days in a row of recording podcasts about Meg Two. So I think I also had already gone through the process of talking about it on podcast. So I was maybe even angrier about yeah. it. Yeah, that's a lot talk, of that's a lot of anger to hang on to yeah. for two days. Yeah. yeah, I think when Meg Three comes out, which it will, um, you have to go into three podcasts altogether to talk. about Oh, it. that's true. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna just with each Meg movie, just add another podcast. Just, just worst idea of all time rules. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's really but great. it's but it's instead invading other podcasts. <laughs> it's, not, it's not my own show. <laughs> Yeah, by the time you get to make five, it's like a, it's in a national event at that point. Um, well, that's the one when like uh, Jason Statham gets merged with the Meg. Yeah, he oh. becomes a Meg. Oh, Luke! Mm. Luke, get out of my dreams and into my pod. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'd watch Holy it. cow! Um, but yeah, we're 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 excited. We set this up last episode that we need to get you back before the end of the year, specifically for our Christmas episode. We've made because I believe I told you guys about Santa Jaws, yeah. right? In that episode that you told us about us, I, none of us had heard about it before. And then I, I mean, not to get too quickly into the reviews and all that, but uh, I I think it's a it's a holiday film that's going to be around for a bit now in my in my catalog. It's a. Uh, it's got a lot going on. This this is going in my holiday rotation, right next to the Pac Man Christmas special. Yeah. Uh, I saw it and I look forward I to never seeing it again. Nice. <laughs> we gotta have dissenting opinions. I look forward to not enjoying it for years to come. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, this is our fourth year in a row watching it. I think it. so, yeah. Because uh, before the show was called Quality Home Entertainment, it used to be called Sharktoberfest. It started strictly as a shark movie podcast. Right. So yeah. we've also watched a lot of shark movies. So I think our love for it, too, also comes from it is in the shark world pantheon. It is kind of a shining light. Because yeah. it looks like a movie <laughs> and it operates like a movie. Like a movie. <laughs> One thing I'm going to have to spend a lot of time talking sometimes. about. Sometimes, yeah. Oh, sometimes. Um, no, no. Absolutely. There's still glaring moments of like, oh, they didn't. There's some. There's some padding in it, but it. It's I don't know. just compared to what we've lived through. It, yeah, for they, three years. You know, like they move the camera sometimes, yeah. and like, you know, they weren't just ripping off Jaws. They it more rips off Home Alone in a weird way, right. which is really fun. They, they voice um, over things when. They clearly didn't get audio that day. Yeah. Here, oh, here's the thing, though. Again, in Shark Movie Pantheon, that's great ADR. <laughs> the, the ADR in this film was so Yeah, good. their like, lips lined up, which scene, for us is brand like, new. Yeah. Just shot in there. Um, another thing, too, uh, I want to get into just the general basics. Santa Jaws came out in 2018. It's a sci-fi original movie. The director is uh, Misty Talley, who's uh, sci-fi's first female director, by the way. I want to get that. So this premiered on the movie. Sci-Fi Channel. Yeah. Okay, that makes that makes that uh, that makes it go up a little bit in my mind. Actually, see for for a sci-fi original <laughs> shark movie, good. this is Citizen Fucking Kane. And then also like Missy Talley's own record is great because uh, she also did Mississippi River Sharks, uh, mm-hmm. which sounds like a delicious dish. Uh, Squad Sharks, and then we found a really interesting one, which was Shark Island, but it's originally titled Zombie Shark. So I'm guessing some legal troubles happened there. 
Yeah, well, and we've tried finding her other movies, and like we couldn't find him anywhere. Yeah, this was the only one that's like readily available anywhere. Because even on Tubi, we couldn't find. Because I think Mississippi River Sharks was maybe also called Trailer Sharks. Was that that one? I or was think that... so. We saw a trailer for it. I remember. Trailer Sharks uh, is way better. Yeah, trailer think? Sharks is a great name. That's okay. That's wonderful. Gonna have to research it now. Trailer I think it had like Sharks. Jamie Presley in it too. Huh. Yeah, maybe. I think that's her. Oh. I can't remember because a lot of our a lot of our shark directors they make a lot of shark movies. So I am maybe I could be confusing her with with one of the other yeah. ones. But I think my my favorite for sure and detail I love the most was uh, that she also directed a movie called Soup's On. Um, just <laughs> that's what that ki- that's what the kid said yes. in the theater. He went Soup's On. <laughs> that's what it was. That's soup's gonna on. leave a mark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would. <laughs> I would start losing it if I went to a movie theater and somebody just did every cliche line that throughout it. I'll have what she's having. It's like, it's like that, that's the modern day Andy Kaufman. Yeah. Doing that. Oh, beehive. Making a nuisance of yourself until people laugh. Yeah. But then he'd be on TikTok. But I, I kept wondering with this movie, like, how cynical it is. Because I don't want to say, like, the, like you said, it does look like a movie, but I also feel like there's not a lot of intense hard work put into it yeah and right. so is this somebody who like loves making movies and making like shark sci-fi original movies is the only way they get to keep making movies or is it just like oh i make something with a shark in it and i'll be able to sell it like this is definitely a movie that's sold on the title alone because mm-hmm. there's a much better concept for a movie inside of this movie yeah well and that's our theory i think it's a combo i think it was someone being given like santa jaws yes that's a home run title for a sci-fi original movie. Make that. But then I think they were like, okay, how can you make it and it not just be an absolute pile of garbage? Take like, a script for the movie about the magic pen. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I love, too. When you tell people about this movie, it's like, yeah, there, it's a Santa shark. But also there's there's a magic pen that brings it to life from just a comic the book. Fact that there's a line that's almost verbatim, like, oh, no, the magic pen, it's corrupting him. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> there is, too. Yeah. It's, it's, it, I, I did, I, you know, I mean, once again, not to give away too much as we get through describing the movie. Well, it's, it's, hard, it's, hard, it's hard to tell how much it corrupted him because that guy was already an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, one of the characters that has a line in this movie that says, like, you know, I'm tired of how he's tra- treating nerds like second-rate citizens. I'm like, this movie kind of deposits nerds are evil. Like, we we got to do something about nerds. <laughs> yeah. No, he, he's not a good person, like, well, not in any capacity, really. Yeah. I, I would say an alternate title for the better version of this movie is uh, Cody McCuckerson and his Magitastical Pen. Yeah, that's pretty good, too. <laughs> I've watched that. McCuckerson's a very good last name. I mean, uh, basically every male member of this family is a cuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think I, I see... Especially the dad, because the dad has a weird thing with the brother's girlfriend. He, like, follows her on Instagram. Well, they all kind of immediately fall in love with her. She shows up, and the whole family's like, we like his new wife. <laughs> I, I actually appreciated that for this film, because it, it would have been too easy to just make her, like, a jerk airhead. But, like, they give her a little bit of pathos. Yeah, just a, yeah. a, a sprinkling of it. Which and she's the, she's the one who discovers for the group the use of Christmas weapons, the greatest thing introduced in cinema. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Santa Claus can only take 1d6 of Christmas uh, itemized weapon yeah. damage. <laughs> Which I really like. Okay, we, we should begin at the beginning. We, we, the we beginning. Do to, we do have to start at the beginning. Um, I feel like I do want to talk about this real fast. And this is about the movie and starting. Is like we have the main character Cody, who's the kid, and I think the movie really enjoys that. There's varying degree of actors in it of like 
I think the main kid, Cody, played by Reed Miller, is a pretty good performer. Yeah. And then, like, his dad's decent. And then I'd say that, once again, the nerd uh, the, owns the comic book Sharp Clark is played by yeah. Scott Allen Perry. Not quite good enough in the Big Bang Theory. Yeah. Not good enough. <laughs> but it's funny because in the scenes where, like, the good actors act <coughs> each other, I'm like, I could see a, a much better movie happening than I like when they'll go to, like, his friend... Um, strong, and he's just like, oh no, shark. It, it does <laughs> like, have that portrayal of comic shops where like everybody there is like, they're like best friends and they're big nerds and talking about their comic books they're working like no comic shop I've ever been to. Ever. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought too. It introduces them finishing their comic book on the counter of the comic book store. I'm like, I've never seen. If anything, they're playing like D and D or like a board game. No yeah. one's ever working yeah. on a comic book in a comic book store. <laughs> Yeah, you will get people telling you their ideas for comics. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> ideas absolutely. Are cheap. That's true. But uh, you but know yeah. it's not Santa Jaws. So we, we cut to uh, we have Evil Santa. He's on a dock. Yeah, who has Rodney Dangerfield eyes. Oh, he does. <laughs> Rodney Dangerfield eyes. Yeah, I was saying that all last night. <laughs> um, I did want to say that also. I just found it charming that the actor portraying Evil Santa was named Creek Wilson. That's a great name. It's a, we, it's a great name. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys also catch his forearms? Uh, Logan pointed this out on our second or third viewing. It says Feliz Navidad. Feliz oh, Navidad on the other. Fuck, that's good. <laughs> that's really good. Um, I love this cold open. I love the cold open of within with telling you the origin story of Santa Jaws as a, oh, a, a cold open. It's incredible. It doesn't waste any time. It's it's beautiful. Yeah. Well, and the yeah the movie truly wastes no time by once you press play, it goes here's an ocean view, Santa Jaws. Like there is no logo, there is no nothing, and right away it's Home Alone font, Jaws font, oh, yeah, side by no, side. No production company information. Yeah. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> They, they actually paid the money not to have it displayed in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> they did, they did. They paid a little extra for that. Yeah. The, the Alan Smithy's production company. Yeah. <laughs> Castle Films Presents. Santa one of the, frankly, one of the better movies Alan Smithy's made, you know, for, for being honest. Yeah, yeah. movies usually suck. Uh, but yeah. yeah. We, we find out that the evil Santa scene is uh, the, the making of the comic book. is the, the main character, Cody's finishing in a shop with his friend, I believe his name's Sean. Um, they're all talking. They're is it having... Sean or is it Steve? Who's Steve? It might be Steve, Steve in this. It might be Steve. A, an S named friend. Um, I should... <laughs> Stav. Stav or Stan. Stan. Stan? Stan. Yeah. So, so Cody and Stan are talking. Uh, we're also introduced to Clark, who's the owner of the comic book shop. And he's us- he's doing the usual pithy Josh Whedon kind of lines being thrown out there. Um, almost, I'd say, dead on. Like, props to them for getting that, that tone we all hate down perfectly. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's just we're, we're set up to the world of Santa Jaws. They talk about his uh, his yearly party. I like that the setup for this too is that the yearly party the comic book store throws actually does sound like it's like this big turnout that's really fun. And then an ongoing joke as the movie goes, there's always only like one person there at a time whenever they stop by. <laughs> Which yeah, is really great. Um, well, and it's the same night of where the whole town gets together for a parade and a dinner. So it is like oh, truly. Yeah. The entire town hangs out while the comic book store has well, their Well, it's, it's the Marina Del Rey boat parade, which is a real thing. Right. It yes, it happen, is. Yeah. It doesn't happen on Christmas Day. Like this last this year, it happened on December 9th. But yeah, you know, yeah. you know, there's a few plot holes in this film. Well, well it's also <laughs> like I guess it's Marina Del Rey, so it's supposed to be Los Angeles, but it's like they filmed in Massachusetts or something. Like in, oh, no, in New it's Orleans. The, it's the, yeah, it's the Bayou. Or it's, it's in it's in Louisiana, and I, I th- they even. 
because it, it looks very swampy. And she's the director is from Louisiana, and I, we did it's some the big, comic book shop. Yeah, no, easy, it's big, oh, big easy comic, big easy comics. We looked it up. That's a real store because we were really? able to find it on Google Street View. So it is in some town in Louisiana. So that's where they shot it, oh. and that's a real comic book store. I think it may be closed now, Possibly, but it was yeah. but it was a real. Fuck, I want to, I want to go. But it had so that bad. sign on it too, so that's yeah. just the sign of that store. But yeah, so I don't know if that's bo- it's meant to be LA, but they also, you know, there's a gator there. They talk about it being humid, and I think there's another reference. To yeah, well, something. they say they say it's humid, and like I guess they maybe it's the filter, or whatever. It does look like it's cold, and you got dead trees and dead lawns and shit. So yeah, but yeah I think if, I think if you just take some color out, and it did just seem overcast the entire time they were shooting it, so it makes it look like winter. Right. And then one of the characters just has to be in a bikini the whole damn time. <laughs> yeah, and once again, I think it's it's this constant of I will give them props of like what they're working with and the budget, knowing everything they have like they they did with it god bless them they did what they could with it oh yeah um so yeah we we get that introduction uh cody comes home to his family and is introduced to uh his uncle mike who has brought his uh his new wife with him who for a minute i thought was biff from back to the future (laughs) (laughs) i thought thought he was bruce mcculloch for a second like it really looked like him for a few of the scenes and i'm like no oh i would love to see bruce mcculloch (laughs) (laughs) You gotta work for what you want for the yacht. Um, <laughs> uh, it would have been really. And good. his his new wife Georgia, who she's uh, got a lot of followers on Snapstagram. Yeah, that's what it was called. Uh, legally non-specific. Yeah, I, I love me a legally distinct uh, social media app. Yeah, and uh, they they get introduced. We get to meet the grandpa, of course, who's the classic like Papa. Made some, uh, made some yeah, yeah, um, I love that this movie establishes that they want you to know he made some eggnog and he wants to give you some eggnog. He wants to drink this he, goddamn. He pushes eggnog. that shit real hard throughout this entire movie. It's yeah. his special little treat, and well, he wants he, it. Well, the only other perishes. treat, those cinnamon rolls. But we'll talk about we that. We never later. see the cinnamon rolls though. I, I had a. We just finished the movie before we all hopped on, and I have a lot of thoughts on those cinnamon rolls at the end of this movie. I can save it for then, but there's a lot. Of, a lot happens in the five seconds of screen time. <laughs> Mentioning these cinnamon rolls. There's also just a bowl full of ornaments. Have you guys ever seen a bowl full of ornaments? Like on their kitchen? Why do people love that? Are you kidding me? I actually had a pure one imports. I think I saw something like that. Okay. Listen. I mean, Ask and answer, gentlemen. Maybe like like a wicker ball. There. Well, my parents have a uh, a a vase in their house, a vase filled with uh, like those. If you play Magic the Gathering, you use them as life counters. Oh like, yeah, just, little yeah, the little glass balls. Oh, you know what? I have seen those. I have yeah. seen those. It, okay, it, yeah, just in a vase. It's like why? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Just Weird seeing it. Home decor thing. Seeing it in a wood bowl sitting on their kitchen counter for some reason just didn't make sense in my mind because it was a bunch of like yeah just the ball like Christmas ornaments and it was really I don't know. Mario, what's it your favorite bought, face it, filler? Favorite face filler? Yeah, oh, that's a great question. Uh, no, ooh, little ooh, origami favorite. stars. I yeah. used to I used to fill like fun fun shaped bottles with that's those and give them as gifts. Uh, you know I hate to be the one I'm gonna take it. I love water. I love water in a vase. Piece of shit. <laughs> hey, <laughs> that's a classic choice yeah. though. It's not a vase filler, but I do love me a jar full of jelly beans. I do love a, I do love a guessing how many jelly beans are in this jar. That's I mean, a, you could put it in a vase. I, I think this segment's kind of nice because you can put it wherever you want inside of that vase. Whatever you want in a vase. Jelly Dustin, bean, what do you put in a vase? Not just for jars anymore. Mm. <laughs> they really need, you're the madman of jelly beans. Right? <laughs> uh, for the listeners at home, there's a lot of pointing on the camera at that time with each other. Um, but Dustin, uh, I do want to know what you what do you fill that vase with? We can oh put the vase, gosh! Baby. Oh gosh! I don't. You know what? I'm not doing a vase. Oh. No vase for me. 
Oh, oh you're just an anti-vase guy. I'm an anti-vase guy. Whoa, yeah. those anti-vassers. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Uh, you know what? Goddamn it! I gotta respect your political opinions. You know, I feel like it's that time of year we have to open up to our brothers and our sisters. <laughs> yeah, this is this is good practice for the holidays. Yeah. <laughs> When we're around my family with different vase opinions. Yeah, yeah I, have, I have an uncle. He's only into clay jars. I hate oh. it. Wait, is he a vasist? He's a vasist. All right. Well, I'm glad we, we wrote an episode of Seinfeld. Um, so I guess we'll get back to... Um, I'm actually angry that vasist was sitting right there and I never oh. thought of it. It was never on my mind. Was... Okay, I'm going to add one point for Martin as we're keeping track of the go. It's so hard to get points in this show. I forgot to tell you that. It's oh. really hard. <laughs> I think this is the first point that we've given on the podcast for seven years I, now. So. It took 110 episodes, but I did it. Yeah. That's what I mean. It's really hard. It's barely, it's yeah. very you have difficult. to be on every episode of the show for years. Yeah, so uh, Dustin, step it up a little bit. Ooh. <laughs> Can I get those points? <laughs> I want a point. I want it. Okay. All right. In seven years, you might get one. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we could, we could, we'll work it out. But anyways, back to Santa Jaws. We we get an introduction to all the family and the characters. Yeah. We have his uh, older brother, uh, Cody. Wait, Cody's, what was Cody's Cody's name? Josh. Josh, that was Josh. Josh. Yeah, who's a uh, star pitcher for the high school baseball team. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that there's, like, the weird speech he gives with his friend Steve later on, too, of, like, that's almost like, I want to say, like, a Jaws, like, oh, I'm going to rally the troops up, but it's about loading the bases. Um, well, because those two, the the older brother and the friend, end up having like a weird arc together. Yeah. Even yeah. though it's like the first Payoff time they've talked in the movie, that never happened. Right. It's yeah. like they set it up, and it's like seems like they're like they've had this tension for years, and then it's kind of just resolved, and then one of them dies. Yeah. I mean, that's the beautiful thing about this movie is that I feel like there's so many like Chekhov's guns or plot points that are being set up. But Santa Jaws is like a separate character in the film where Santa Jaws, she doesn't care. She just starts eating characters before they can finish their story. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I have to ask something that I noticed about his best friend. He was written to be a fat kid, wasn't he? They always talked about him being into food and him asking, hey, can we stop for food? Like, but no. Every other line guess, is about food. Oh, that's a good point. That's actually a good point. I never yeah. caught that. But there's a lot of, he talks about food a lot. That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, it was, was it meant to meant, be meant to be a joke? But it's very—it's easy enough to not even notice it. Yes, yeah. yeah, it's very lazy. That's the thing. There were times like can we get food, and they're like, no, and it's like, no, it's valid. You guys got stuff to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I—I'm I, getting this impression because you've all watched Santa Jaws a few times now. It's kind of like that, like one piece of art that a friend had in high school up on the wall when you get stoned that would be like there'd be like a wizard but if you look in the background there's actually secretly a unicorn and then you notice mm-hmm. like there's a waterfall one time i feel like it's kind of like santa jaws i'm guessing each time you've watched it oh yeah there's layers for sure we yeah we noticed yeah. new stuff this time too it's a it's it's a guys it's, it's such it's an, the gift that keeps on giving year after year it's such an in, it's a it, there's depth to the movie you know what i mean much like the ocean that santa jaws lives in even though she seems to only be in the same 10 square feet of water. <laughs> yeah, in, in a town that has 10 people in it. Yeah. That's all we ever see. Yeah. And also, once again, I know it's the budget, it's a sci fi film, but I thought for sure this was going to be a, a culmination at the end of the film that there's going to be a giant um, parade going when this happens on the water. Well, you hear about the parade, you need to see the parade. Yes. But like, even if they did it like a shooting the rodeo style, where like they found, they just yeah. filmed the boat parade as it actually happened and did some. <laughs> How great would it be if they did that, but they also CGI'd Santa Jaws attacking it? <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I would love that so much. 
They oh. did that in Sharks in Venice, where they were just CGIing the shark into like clearly just gondolier tours. Oh, it was a movie so called Sharks good. in Venice, starring Stephen Baldwin. Again, we've seen too many shark movies, but wow. yeah, oh, the weakest of the bald ones. <laughs> That's really saying something. That's a weak bloodline. He used to be second place, but he really dropped. To the- <laughs> it's uh, I, I'm going to write down Sharks in Venice. Check this afterwards. But uh, to get back to the kind of the oh story. that one's no that one's there's nothing fun about that one. Don't watch uh, Sharks. Brandon. I, I love you. Again. Don't watch Sharks in Venice. <laughs> okay. Um, Although it's trying to rip off Indiana Jones too, a lot going on in that one too. What? Okay, you're making us more curious now. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Stop. Stop there, Logan. Sorry. sorry. Writing down strikes in Venice again. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. To to get back to the plot, so Cody gets home and we're introduced to all the family. Instantly, it's revealed that he uh, put up a, a comic online that's, I guess, making fun of the school's dress code. We never see it. It's a super tame, yeah, uh, yeah, pretty anodyne comic you know, about it's, oh, the principal's a jerk. Like he didn't have the a, principal with a whip, man, because freedom in schools or something. First Amendment um, yeah. activity. Um, yeah, his mom grounds him, um, and we get find out that his dad's a teacher too, and a physicist, I guess, of some sort. Physics um, teacher. Physics teacher. I mean, what, does that not make you a physicist, though, if you think about it? No. Not really. It doesn't. <laughs> it makes you He probably teacher. thinks he's a physicist, I imagine. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, he gets grounded. <laughs> um, Is that a point? It's another thing where <laughs> this movie refuses to set anything up. Because I feel like they want you to think that Cody's like a prankster and is always like making stuff up and lying, but mm-hmm. you don't really see that. Because now, Luke, I'm gonna hard disagree with you. I think the movie sets up a lot of things, some of which it does not pay. Off. <laughs> <laughs> but I think this movie has plenty of setup in it. <laughs> some some might say too much. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> Yeah, because uh, they even set up the lighter that he uses at the end. They even make a point of like his uncle leaves it with him. Well, he and uses I was like, it in the most uninteresting way. Like I thought when the shark ate the explosive uh, Christmas ornaments, he was gonna have to throw the lighter into his mouth, and then it gets me like, and he like smile, <laughs> you son of a. No, and the way it ends, you think they should have tried that like halfway through the movie, and they. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's also he does something that he could have done from the minute they realized the pen was magic, and yet they mm-hmm. never think to do. Yeah. <laughs> it's, well, yeah. Oh, let's. Okay, so now he gets grounded, and his uh, papa gives him a, his yeah his Christmas gift early, which is the magic pen that makes the plot happen. Which where the fuck did he get that? Yeah, why? And if if it was in the case where it says like it'll give you ultimate power if you wield the pen, mm-hmm. and did Papa not know it was a magic pen? If he didn't know it was a magic pen, he just thought it was well, a nice pen. Here's my theory. Yeah, it's like a, we're that, missing the Gremlins cold yeah, open where he that, buys that's, it. Like, yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Yeah. <laughs> my, my theory is that he would just has a whole sketchbook that's full of drawings of peanuts, and each morning he'd wake up and the peanut bowl would be refilled, but he never realized why. See, I thought it was going to turn out that uh, Papa was going to be like the actual Santa Claus. Yeah. Like in self He looks very Santa Clausy too. Yeah. And he was going to have to come forth with his magic powers. Like that's why like when you see him get killed in the first Santa Jaws kill, he would be hmm. able to come back. I thought that was gonna, just going to be an excuse for him to come back and set for the way they did it. Well, they, he, Cody made it clear at that point like Pop-Pop wasn't killed. Pop-Pop was taken. I mean, he got bitten on his torso by a shark. Well, yeah, but he, he, got he, was, he saw his... Yeah, and then he didn't know where he was, so I think any reasonable person would be like, oh, Papa's dead. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, he did. Yeah, Martin, be reasonable about Santa <laughs> <Yeah. Jones. laughs> uh, Another thing I want to get I'll into right away, 
is that um, I love how the, the death in this film seemed to affect no one in any way or form. Absolutely. Like, Not it, one bit. No. Like Every, it, Everyone is mildly surprised that people are disappearing, yeah. at least. Yes. Like, even Cody, like, sees the visual confirmation of his grandpa that I'm sure he's like has fond memories with for most of his life get killed, and he's like, oh, man... Dang. Like, I'm pretty yeah. sure that's the shark I drew. Yeah, he's having the weird pacing scene where he's nervous, like eating popcorn or whatever, being like, nobody's going to believe me. What am I going to do? It's like, it's, this is kid just saw his grandfather get eaten by a magic shark. Yeah. Well, then he, he goes to his parents and he's like, the shark, the, a shark ate grandpa. And they're like, that's not true. They're like, you want me to go like wake him up and prove it? And the yeah, kid's like, like yes, go do it. And they're like, shut up. Yeah, All you got foolish. is no grandpa. Yeah, it's like why wouldn't you make good on your threat to go look at him and then you'd be like, oh, he's not here. That is weird. Yeah. I don't know, they, but they own that. They talked about owning a restaurant. Does the mom run that? I think that's her restaurant. We questioned that this round too. Yeah, because he's a teacher, but I think that is her restaurant because she's the one preparing all of the turkeys, well, which the, are also definitely rotisserie chickens. Yeah, but. Well, the scene where you meet all the family initially, then they leave the house to say they have to go close down the restaurant. Like, well, if the restaurant's open, why are you not there? Like, and if yeah. it's open and there are people there running it, why can't they close it down? It's just a free-for-all. You leave money. Yeah. Take what you yeah. want. It's, <laughs> it's the honor a real system. honor system. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe we lost so much with small-town yeah. America. Just... <laughs> I mean, I'm going to say it now. You couldn't make a Santa Jaws in a, in a post-COVID world. As simple as that. Well, Santa Jaws itself is a metaphor for, you know... Liberal ideas, yeah. even into a <laughs> the microchip. Oh um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, like, uh, it, it, it's the movie is interesting because it does feel this is I do actually because there's a shark with a hat. Yeah. That's why it's interesting. Yeah, it's got a little Santa hat on it. I just think that's so crazy. It looks, um, it looks and Christmas lights wrapped around it. It looks so good. It does look really good. And eyes that glow red like Rudolph's like nose, not like yeah. other monsters with glowing red eyes. Yeah, that's the thing that I thought no, was really funny. The, is they had to like put a, like a comparison, like they couldn't understand it otherwise. No, it's it all has to be tied back to Christmas mythology. Yeah. I'm just worried when John Williams sees this movie and sues them for totally ripping off the Home Alone score oh because the music in this movie. It's funny how like many it's of egregious. the songs are just a few notes away each time from something. A the few only notes. music I noticed was I'm assuming just what comes with Pinnacle when you get it like the, the free <laughs> yeah, rights maybe. music. Yeah. Like because that, there's the one that they have one that sounds exactly like the dun 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 dun. They have one that sounds exactly like that. I love anytime they are like, oh, we have to play Christmas music. Like, give me the most copyright free Christmas music you've got. <laughs> like one of them. Find was, me some Christmas music. Uh, Green sleeves. <laughs> that's what I was about to say. Is one of them was like a jazz cover that sounded too professional. I'm like, oh, that's copyright free. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, yeah. they, they yeah. use that one twice because it's the cell phone, and then they blare it through the restaurant at the very end of the movie. Yeah. I noticed that on this time. It's oh, the same, that the same one. Oh, yeah, same one. Same okay. Song. Yeah. Good for them. You know what? It's it's Santa Jaws. They don't need to work that hard. Let them have fun. Forget it, Jake. It's Santa Jaws. <laughs> <laughs> um, damn, it's good. Uh, so we we get to the point where he goes back. He tries to tell them about that. They're like, no, uh, he ain't dead. But we're not gonna take Grandpa with us to the, the restaurant. I guess for some weird reason. And even though you're a teen, like 15 years old, so you can't drive, and we want you at the restaurant later, we're gonna leave you at home so that you can escape. Well, we all know how job. Grandpa gets on his nog, so we're not we're not dealing with it. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, that's why Grandpa lives with them instead of his own house. He lost it from because the knob. He goes to a specific club every week for his nog problems. He got really <laughs> pissed. He got really pissed off when they changed uh, noggin to the N. Yeah. <laughs> so now he has that, and he also can't use the N word, which he used to love too. He, he can't watch Degrassi: mm-hmm. The Next Generation anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. I had one though for like for like the nog AA though. He has to call his nogster. No, that's not. <laughs> I tried, I tried, to, tried to do sponsor. Tried to do nog sponsor, but it didn't. Nog, it worked in nog. my head, but the mouth didn't want to make it happen at all. <laughs> well, anyways, yeah. he said. Not, he, sorry, he said not to be goofy. Shit. Uh, oh yeah, God Tone damn it, down, dude. Sorry, I love the nogster. He, he's like. <laughs> Oh, we got. It's too goofy now. He's like, no, he's like annoying for eggnog. He pees in eggnog. Okay, I get it. I'm leaving. I'm out of here. I'm leaving. Sorry. I mean, we we have a specific ban on the Noid. I don't want to. I don't want to bring him back into that. I feel like if you bring, if you mention his name too many times, it's Beetlejuice rules. So we can't I'm say sorry. it one more time. Brandon, I promise to. I promise for the rest of the podcast to avoid the Noid. <laughs> that dude's gonna come and. Put us at gunpoint because oh, he's got to think we're insulting him directly. Listen, he's already dead unless someone gets a magical pen and draws him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you listeners, look up why Domino stopped using the Noid. It's very great. It's, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's very a depressing. interesting true crime story. Happy holidays. <laughs> wait, wait. Pause the pause the podcast right now. We're giving you a few seconds to read the whole article about the man named Noid. Okay, now. Sorry. Just sorry. Something <laughs> yeah, for a happy holidays. Um, okay, well, so Tony. I feel like this show would be better if it was a little goofy. It gets really <laughs> grim when it's not goofy. It's dark. It's weird that that's their rule. So Cody goes back to the comic shop to discuss with his only friends how to, that he they need to stop Santa Jaws. He he thought he needed to get the comic for some reason. Yeah, I don't understand that. Either. Eventually, he did need the comic. It yeah, it seems like they're trying to get the comics so they can know defeat what to it do or next. whatever. Yeah, but or they or no, didn't it, finish the ending. And also, they wrote it so yeah. they should know what happens in the one comic book but, they ever wrote. But then but. they get the comic, and it's just they're trying to kill Santa Jaws with conventional weaponry, like uh, crossbows, yeah. swords, and javelins. Yeah, yeah, because it's the it's the neighbor girl who lives across the street who the comic book guy lent the comic book to. She's the one who even suggests like, well, because the kids reveal like Santa Jaws, she's attracted to Christmas things because right. that's in the comic book, and then she's like, maybe he, she can also only be hurt by Christmas things, right. and they're like, that's right, that's what we fucking wrote, Man, and it's it really like why should have only been harmed by Hanukkah things. <laughs> oh, that'd have been so good. Ooh, I, that would have been I, something. I wrote it down because the line just tickled me so much. <laughs> Uh, the the girl who main character has a crush on she does say like oh she can only be hurt with Christmas items and he responds yes things from her world <laughs> yes, yes. yes I mean as we all know Christmas comes from the fate dimension <laughs> well, the, the, the Santa Jaws didn't even come from the Christmas world they absorbed the powers of an evil Santa yeah because they were just like a badass great white shark yeah that like grew up like Bane did and you know what I'm glad that women are finally not. doing it I'm just, I think it's nice to see that, you know what, step aside, evil men, sometimes women can be evil too, and they can be a shark. Yeah. I like that. I also, I like a villain's, villain's origin story, which the origin story is, I was nearby a different villain. <laughs> <laughs> 
was, oh, I was just swimming while a movie was happening, and then now I'm Santa Jones. Yeah. <laughs> now I have powers? I read an article about Doctor Doom, and now I shoot fire? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, come well, at me, it, Mr. Richards. It is that ultimate problem with a shark, because like it's still a shark that has to stay in the water. Mm-hmm. So you can just, mm-hmm. like... And, Stay away from the water. Nobody seems to like everybody's saying like they do something where they have to go to the edge and then they do the thing and they stay there right by the edge of the friggin' water. Yeah. <laughs> well, and there is also a man who is dressed like an elf drinking beer and he sits down and puts his feet in the water with shoes and socks on. Yeah. A thing no one in the fucking world does. <laughs> but yeah, also, they don't they don't show us that's his eighteenth beer. Well, obviously, because he's sitting on the dock staring at a boat. He's not looking out on the water, if you yeah, notice. He's, he's just right behind a boat. <laughs> I think one thing that I don't know why this really stuck with me when they cut to him, they do a close up of him drinking and his hand shaking a little bit when he's drinking the beer. And I'm like, that's too much pathos for this movie <laughs> to show that he has. And also, why is he dressed that way? Was he like a mall elf and now he's, he's calming the shakes now after having to stay clean for a whole day? <laughs> when they. Uh, when they Cut off the legs of the the drunk elf. That was when I started having some better feeling about this movie. This and movie. we okay. The CGI shark doesn't look great. And how many like you have a shark biting somebody? That's not super interesting. Mm. But if they had the shark do more things like that, like mutilating people, and mm. I would have liked it a lot more. Like, and that I, was the best kill in the movie. I, I need to go back to that too because I downloaded this movie at 1080 DPI. And to see that scene specifically, when he's when he's dwarfing it, yeah, when to see just like in high definition of how bad it looked, I was just like, yes, I need more of that. Just like like a Tim and Eric level, like just scene of gore, just flipping around, not setting down or like being placed properly in the actual scene. Well, it's well, also thing, like, okay. oh, go ahead. Uh, I was just I'm kind of cutting to the end because like the goriest death is the mom. At the end, where yeah. she really gets tortured by like everybody else's death is quick, but she's like slowly being eaten by Jaws after Shanta Jaws after it comes up on the dock and just gnawing her legs, yeah. and screaming her brains like the, out. The first couple kills of like Pop Pop and and the uncle are just quick little ah, and they're like gone, and then suddenly then you have the elf getting his legs cut off, and then they find him five minutes later and he's just walking on, <laughs> on his his stumps just screaming and then like a couple of the kills then after that are just grabs again and then by the end when you get to like the big showdown suddenly it's very violent again like the movie doesn't really pick a lane oh. of violence you know yeah, I, I think i think i just realized like a, a plot reason for why santa jaws would be extra violent to the mother she's the reason santa jaws exists like, Cody got angry specifically oh. at her. So Santa Jaws wants nothing but to die? He's no, doomed to live forever? No, Santa Jaws is a misogynist. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I see it now. Yeah, That's I right, women can be misogynists. Yeah. Yeah. Really... yeah, it's 2023. Women can be misogynists, yeah. too. <laughs> they can be girl bosses, they can be sharks. Oh, that's my favorite thing. Uh, like, now we live in a world where, like, women can, like do the same thing men do and they just do the same shitty things that men do. Mm-hmm. That's the dream. Yeah. And what, and for the listening audience why we're harping so much on Sanjaz being a woman is that the characters make it very, very clear that it is a female. The, the, <coughs> even the friend character is just like, don't misgender our evil shark monster. Yeah, at least it's brought up three <laughs> times I want to say honestly in the film. So, Yeah, they're like, she, she can only be hurt by Christmas weapons. Yeah. <laughs> like, I am just 
respect somebody's pronouns. Yeah, even if yeah. even if they're Santa Jaws, like absolutely. I was just saying we were watching this one, and Dustin was like, "You know, this movie's weirdly ahead of its time because that's the conversation right now." Yeah, and in this movie, they're the, like, hey. the whole scene with uh, Clark when they're leaving the comic book shop, and one of those things, "Oh, break a nail." It's like that's sexist. I'm like, it's true. Yeah, the movie calls it out. Yeah. Call him misogyny. It, what I'm trying to say is, Santa Jaws is a feminist masterpiece, <laughs> and <laughs> it should be studied. Agree. Thank you. And it should be studied by women. <laughs> <laughs> the director of this movie was a woman. Yeah. First sci-fi female. That's what, I'm, that's what we're saying. Breaking glass ceilings, breaking glass bottom boats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that, I mean, okay, that's it. All right. Well, that's the second point we've ever awarded on the yes. podcast. What the f- wow. Whoa. God. I guess it gets easier once you get yeah. one. It's <laughs> not snowball. Yeah. 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 I think it's easier. Yeah. Like it. Okay. In fact, you know what? Point oh, the for second Logan one or nothing. That, so. Okay. Did I just get a point yes. for that? Did I just. Fuck yes. All right. All right. We're doing pretty good. Um, but yeah, remember, let's not be goofy. Um, let's I'm glad he forgave me for Nogster and gave me the points. You <laughs> <laughs> should be at negative two, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, actually, I do want to give one point to the Nogster as well. So. Yes. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> I'm comfy. I, I like his wife. You know? Just the annoyed, but it has odd stir after the in on his chest. Um, and that's and that's why the, the elf fell off the wagon, because the grandpa was his Noxter, but he had been killed earlier in the movie. Is that what Pop-Up does? Yeah. Like an underground Noxter, just scanning <laughs> that shit out? All right, point for Dustin. Oh, yes! Wow. Wow. The moment passed. I don't have a question anymore. Okay. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so we get back to... I don't, we we left somewhere. We got the the elf kill. We got all. I guess we should get to the whole pin chase. Maybe that's the best way to put it. Which the whole what? Oh, well, we're not even. Yeah, oh, a lot yeah. of nothing happens. Like it's just the other. All the characters are in two main places. They find dynamite. <laughs> yeah, the box of danger explosives. There's 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 the house. There's the lake. There's the comic book shop. There's the restaurant. There's the Christmas, the weapons, Christmas the, weapons. There's the boat for a little while. There, there are more than five and less than ten locations. <laughs> Lake, boat, and restaurant are all kind of the same location. Yeah. They're all filled in the same dock. But for me, like the like, to to your point, Luke is like I love the energy of that part of the movie when we're dealing with like trying to solve the problem of San Jaws and like the Christmas weapons thing. And then after that, it is just kind of like we're following the kids back and forth in the comic shop. And then the mom and dad are just on their own little side quest. And why are they even like still in? They're like they're rewatching the movie for us because they're going to every location yeah. we were just at and being like, something happened here. And we're like, yeah, we know. We just watched it. They were just there. They have to to come to grips with the fact that they have to respect and understand that their youngest son is a prankster, but he's not lying when he says that Pop-Pop was eaten by a shark. Absolutely. Yeah. And then they shoot a very realistic-looking alligator. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely not just a, a, a pool toy. A yeah. pool toy filled with paint. A pool toy might have looked more realistic than the prop alligator they had. They, they found a way to make a real thing that looks worse than their CGI shark. I, we've really never seen a shark movie do that. Yeah. It was an impressive feat, absolutely. I feel like they should just get an Oscar for the special effects just for doing that. Just like. <laughs> Whatever it was in 2018, and then just all of a sudden you see Santa Jaws walking out of the stage. <laughs> but when they get to the comic shop, and it's everybody except the parents together, and they mention the magic pen, do they figure out that the pen is magic there? 
They they figured out that the pen. Yes. When did they figure out the, the pen was magic? I do not so, remember. So it's in one of the scenes, I think before the Christmas weapon stuff, because the, the girl he has the crush on lives across the street, she can read German. Oh, so she reads right. the inscription on the front, and they kind of deduce, like, oh, it came to life because I was drawing it last well, night. He, he wasn't even drawing it. He was inking it. <laughs> the picture yeah. it so he was drawn. inking an already existing drawing. That wasn't in the comic book, because you had that question this time, Dustin. It did. Is you're like, wait, why do they need the comic book? That's not even what he drew to make it come to life. Right. Yeah, it was a separate Sketchbook. He inks just a random page. And guys, this took us four watches to catch. You know, so <laughs> <Yeah. like. laughs> okay, I so can't wait to see you on the fifth, what we discovered. So they figure out the magic pen in the same scene where he they're leaving to go fight Santa Jaws, and he drops the magic pen. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Mm, drops. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Shark. <laughs> Mm, Jaws. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's so they drop it then, and we see Clark like pick it up, and then we're just away from him for quite a while. The parents show up and threaten him with a World War II rifle. Yeah. Um, just pointed at him. The weapon choice for that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it seemed like they were. They go to the house and they go like into Pop Pop's room, and it seems like that's where it comes from. Which we do have a side theory on this. <laughs> Um, because there's the gun there, and then the girl across the street, the fact that she is like a, a super athlete and can read German. Oh, we have no. kind of a we have a theory that she's like kind of like a, a, a girl from Brazil situation. Oh, no. <laughs> like, we have kind yeah, of a, think, do we decide Pop Pop's kind of keeping an eye on her? He's kind of watching he's like her. like her handler, maybe. So he's a German soldier, hence why he had the, the German pen. So she, she's um, a clone of Ava Braun? It's, that's what we're thinking. Yeah. Just some sort of general super soldier situation it's gonna be a white nationalist christmas that's exactly sequel to santa jaws too (laughs) so that's our that's our little side theory we've developed about santa jaws is is the weird uh uh, you know nazi clone undercurrent which we you know i think it makes it make more sense I think so. I think it it adds a it adds a a, a certain dash of a, a flavor. You know, I don't know. I mean, again, we're coming up with a way better movie because now I'm thinking of the movie where the dad wants to get a hold of Santa Jaws, this part of the new uh, yes. white shark race. Yeah. Ah, oh, why kill it when we can great, control it? Great, yeah, a great white nationalist. There you go. There we go. We could do. We could make this movie. We shouldn't. No, we shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> we could, but we shouldn't. Yeah. Uh-oh. Um, Not if we all want to keep having friends. Yeah. <laughs> I do like having friends. Hey, the uh, Nazis are going to be the bad guys. Oh. Oh, okay. see, now we're heroes. Yeah. <laughs> now we're brave. Yeah, maybe not very, very balanced, but brave. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I feel like we get all the information we need to set up the fact that the pin's magic. They figure that out. The, the, because they state it is. But their yeah. plan still doesn't involve the magic pen. No, it doesn't. But Cody leaves the pen at the comic book shop, so Clark, the comic book shop owner, gets a hold of it. Oh, wait, wait, wait. We're skipping over the whole scene where, where What's-Her-Name gets pulled into the water by Christmas lights. Oh, yeah. the, the, the... Oh, yeah. Oh, the, yeah. Santa Jaws was Santa lassos her. Yeah. With... Can lasso with her, her lights, which is one of my favorite turns of the movie. Yeah. Is that? Cause I, cause I was kind of hoping for it the first time we watched it. Under, What's up, Martin? Underutilized, very good. Like it's it's not like a gory kill, but it's like you know what? That's a good kill. Yeah, it, yeah. It gives a, it gives a, I feel like Sandra has a little bit more agency since she's stuck in the water that she can kind of 
have a little bit it, of a further pull. It does know? give it a little more, like, yeah, a little more power to not just be... <laughs> you, you, she can't only kill you if you're sticking your head actively over the dock. <laughs> There's a way to get you, which I mean, all of our characters do at some point in this. Movie. At all, at some point, they all have never looked that closely at water before, and they need to I just mean, get their face right real up. Real dirty water. They gotta look hard. To that's see true. You gotta lean that. in. No, that's the bayou of <laughs> L.A. It's hard to tell. <laughs> I like to imagine the water was clear, but every scene they're shooting, there's just a guy with a giant bucket of dirt right behind their kid. <laughs> we gotta make it look real. <laughs> All of the budget went to dirt. Because um, <laughs> they flew it in from somewhere else. It's gotta be Bayou Dirt. <laughs> yeah, it's gotta be Bayou Dirt. Yeah, that is actually one of like the best insults to a movie ever, is all the money went to dirt. <laughs> Which, I mean, it was even more confusing because one of the pages was named Bayou Dirt, so they thought they were talking about him each time, but it wasn't. And yeah, it, it was a whole thing. Um, we get. Okay, so we find out that Clark has the. Once again, we, okay, we have the Georgia death, which is the one uh, new wife. Um, we go through all that. They find out Santa Claus. This is all making perfect sense. Don't yeah, worry yeah, about okay, it. Everybody's completely. Let's just get back to the Clark has the magic pin. Um, he instantly uses it to make a uh, a girlfriend for himself that is um, that cannot speak cannot speak um, very concerning uh, himself a, a, a Studebaker car a Studebaker <laughs> yeah like it's like like not like a, a guy like that you think of like a Lambo or something that's a car yeah. that you yeah which make also for does to show that you're greedy it, it lays the groundwork for my favorite line in the movie which is I should have drawn a faster car um, <laughs> that is a great line it's it, okay well we can just cut through all that so the kids figure out that he has the pin and he's using it to create all these things so they need to get back from him but then he runs off and they have to chase him on bikes in a car and I like that one throwaway line at least explains like how can they keep up with a car with bikes yeah. <laughs> Well, and I, I actually like because in that moment too, we were watching that one, t- the one of the first times, and we were just like, like, why did he draw her? Because I think she speaks Russian, right? Yeah. The girl, that's, like the wife he draws. That's what he says, but she doesn't say anything. That's true. No. She doesn't say anything. But he, he just says calls that, her Svetlana. Oh, that's true. We were just like, like, why wouldn't you draw her to be able to talk to you? But then I like that he says, he's like, because then I'd have to talk to her. Yes. <laughs> like, I'm not saying it's a good explanation, but I like that this movie does actually because there was even this time we were saying stuff like, why did they do that? And then they do just like kind of call it out, which again. I'm judging it basically against other shark movies. Yes. That's damn near masterful screenwriting compared to <laughs> well, other shark also, movies. Clark's pretty stupid because he he's running from these kids and he knows about Santa Jaws and he knows the magic pen works. Mm-hmm. So he's running away to the waterfront where he gets in a tiny-ass rowboat to try and, that was and run away thing. from him. You were watching it you're just like, what's well, his, yeah, what's his plan? What's his yeah, plan? What's the end game here? Plan? Because the the boat is like almost falling over. Like why? Like draw a, a boat then. Yeah. Like what do you yeah. like? Why would you get in this little thing and then yeah he gets uh just but one scene okay. where he's sitting in the boat and they can show where he's like drawing like uh, jet plane wings on the boat but it's too late before Santa Jaws gets on. <laughs> <laughs> just something like that. It, well, he's trying to draw like a jetpack on himself. Yeah. But he doesn't. He can't draw himself that well. <laughs> so, like, it's just like like a mannequin appears. <laughs> They could have had a really horrific, scary movie with the, how that pin's used. The more I think about it, well, and that's the thing. That's where then, right after that scene, because then Clark gets killed and the kids get the pen back, and then they try to solve the situation by drawing stuff, which accidentally makes Santa Jaws more powerful. 
Because it's my favorite gag. And they're like, maybe we'll impale her on a giant candy cane. And then the candy cane lodges into her head and turns her into like a, a demon Christmas narwhal. Yeah. And I'm just like... I, I do like that... a shot where the horn goes into her head. Where yeah. it appears in the sky and then just magically shoots into her head. <laughs> and, and she goes... And then it's like... And he's, just, and he's just like, great, I gave her a horn. And it's like... That should have been introduced earlier into the movie, and you could have had a lot more fun with that of, like, how do you try to solve the problem by drawing things? Oh, exactly, yeah. Like, that was one of those things I'm like, a missed opportunity to introduce that, like, at least, like, 15 minutes earlier. Well, we talked about, too, how much more fun it would have been if the creations would turn on the creator, so if Spetlana would have killed... Yeah, like, I thought it was perfect. If, like, she's evil, too, or something, or, yeah. That's the premise if the premise of your movie is Magic Pen. Yeah, that's true. Right, and that's the thing. And and Magic Pen is is premise B yes. <laughs> of a three tiered premise. Well, I, I believe there's even a goose. That, that I think like magic typewriters, like an old trope from like from like I think Twilight oh, for sure. Zone did a thing like that, which is a far more interesting thing. It's monkey's paw. It's yeah. it, it's actually that's we said this. I was like it's just a monkey's paw, but they don't do the monkey's paw. They could have had so they much don't. fun with it. Like I I honestly wanted a scene where like he just. For some reason, finds an eraser and tries to erase it, and now Santa Jaws is invisible. Just like they could have had so much fun. Oh, oh that's that really so fun. It's just that's really fun. I like that a lot. We need to make Santa Jaws too. I'm saying we could we have a hit on our hands, and we will have all of the nationalism in it too. <laughs> Imagine got an invisible Santa Jaws. Santa Jaws we don't even too. Have to animate the shark. Yeah. Yeah. And it's Santa Jaws to the Mrs. Jaws. We just kind of oh, st- like, still so have to. Well, Santa Jaws still has to get married. We, we decided Mary. we have an in for the sequel, though, because the drawing never got destroyed, just the comic book. So well, she's still out there. That's, that's a and, Let's get to work. He does keep the pen. He keeps the end. pen and gives a sinister little look, not to jump to the very end, but like there is definitely there's there's sequel fodder there. Oh, oh I actually there is a deleted post credit scene where he is uh, seen picking up a how to draw manga book. Oh no! <laughs> oh man, oh, it's, it's too grim to imagine what that movie would be. The, the next one just has so many tentacles in it. <laughs> Everyone in this town has come to death. <laughs> uh, Santa Jaws Two, La Blue Girl, <laughs> uh, Christmas Kraken. Is that is that anything? Mm. Who's the La Blue Girl? It's Santa Jaws. Think about it. Oh, we got we got a hit on our hands. Oh. <laughs> Anyways, I feel like this is we could we could actually get through the rest of the plot pretty quick at this point because well yeah the very end like everybody's dead except for the main family. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah that that new does, does the best friend die in an interesting pretty way? early? But that's when they're trying to bombard it with all the Christmas weapons. He goes to try to reach one of like the Christmas bulbs because yeah. yeah. it doesn't light off. He grabs one of the ornaments that was falling. And it's like it was exactly like Logan was saying, where like he decides to put his like water or like his head in the water face first. Like oh, <laughs> oh, and, and they immediately undercut his death by then doing the the stuff with the Christmas lights and the girlfriend Georgia. Yeah. Right after that. And discover because then she stabs out Santa Jaws' eye. So like now you have a plot point completely covering up like the friend's death, and then they never talk about him well, again. No, Georgia died before the friend because they yeah. didn't know that Christmas items hurt Santa. Was it? Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good call. Yep. That, yeah, right. But, right. Yeah, because they go gather weapons. Not long after the friend, because it's the second time they go back out to the same dock. Yes, into the water to get a pen. Like 
it was like you're increasing the chance of that pen being lost forever by 100 percent once again by right. doing that i love to imagine the real life implications is like they had such a shoestring budget they're like we were gonna do separate deaths but we gotta put them all pack them in we're doing them together <laughs> also you know not for nothing why not say to clark's like okay you can keep the pen but help us draw santa jaws dead yeah when really yeah. all you need to do is draw x's over santa jaws's eyes and then you got a dead shark Right, that would like have been more, so funny. More, more, yeah, that's true. Just oh, we, oh, we beat it. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Didn't know that's all it took. Oh shit! <laughs> so many people died. Yeah. We could have just Whoops. done that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we we get to the final showdowns. The fam once again, all the Home Alone vibes keep happening. Where it's like them getting all these like different weapons made out. Well, of yeah, stuff. now they got to build a, a their own weapon, a catapult. Uh, yeah, they have to build Which, a catapult. I mean, they should have made a trebuchet. Yes. <laughs> Or honestly, for what they were doing, they could have just thrown them. They think they should have because they're because I thought they were gonna like because they filled turkeys, which are clearly chickens. just like rotisserie chickens. Yeah. They filled them with gunpowder to then because that's a Christmas dish is the turkey to then launch it with a homemade catapult to then shoot it anyway. Because I thought for sure if you're making the catapults, like you were going to light it with a fuse or something. Yeah. Oh. And then launch it. But the fact that, like, then just get out there, throw it, and then, I don't know. The catapult was payoff for the dad being a physics teacher. That's so stupid. Oh, oh that's true. That's, that's, yeah. You're right, Martin. That's true. Uh, All you're of their, 100% they're... right about that, and it's 100% stupid. Yeah. And Look. honestly, right here, that, though, it, it ties into the ending I wish we would have seen, because as the family is getting massacred in, in certain ways, we look at the comic book again, and there's the last uh, uh, you know page that has the family drawn as superheroes. So even in this moment where we're building a thing, we're doing like we're, they're coming together using their Avenger powers. And when they showed that frame, I'm like, oh, is he gonna redraw them as superheroes? And now we're gonna see them like like I thought that'd be really fun. That's to just yeah, re- that's a really good idea. But but then instead he's just like. He said, he, "Oh, it's oh, whoever he draw, he just write, it's words. He just writes up top, whoever kills Santa Jaws gets a Christmas <laughs> wish, and then he makes his character say, I want them all back.' Which also, he kills Santa Jaws. They don't all come back. Yeah, the friend is never resurrected. Not, it, it, it's, it's implied that he comes back because the love interest comes back. But." You need to have that. We oh, see no, literally every other character but yeah. the friend. And that's why I think his sinister look at the end is being like, good, now finally a, a world without Steve. <laughs> yeah. Now I get all the credit for my comic book. Yeah. Because when he kills Sandros too, he wakes up, and then it's the next day. So now in this reality, he's missing a day. Yeah. Because they all act like Christmas Eve happened. Yes. And they're all hanging out. And they did not wake him up for Christmas morning. So still in this reality, they still don't really like him. <laughs> yeah. Which is fair. Well, he says, like, the, the cinnamon rolls beep. Oh. And then Papa's about to go get them. But then he's like, no, I'll rolls. get them. And everybody's mm-hmm. all like, what? Cody's and then he looks around and goes, oh, yeah, and runs outside. He never takes the, the cinnamon rolls yeah. out. His family died in that house fire. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he still lets his family down. He sprints outside to get his comic book back from his secret Nazi clone girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> and then he smirks that his his friend is dead. <laughs> oh, wait. We got to go back real quick. Uh, Do I, it. I appreciate Josh's death a lot because that's the most monkey paws death there was. He's the one who gave her that horn or at least recommended it. Yeah, it that's true. The hell out of him. That's yeah. That's that was where it did that. I was kind of like, oh, the movie's violent again. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. I wasn't expecting that. It's a, it's a little 
jarring. He got he got he got petarded by his own hoisting. When when they when they when they turn the elf into just a big cloud of blood, when Josh gets stabbed and then pulled in, and then in that horrific scene where his mother is getting eaten, and he's yeah, just she's drawing he's just drawing. I like he's seeing his mother and she's just suffering. Ch- <laughs> Sam Jones just chomping her. I don't know if that's commentary on like comic book artists who are just like I'm so dedicated to my work I could finish this even if my own mother were screaming <laughs> while dying. My art's so important. If I hear my mother screaming for help, so this movie's a love letter to comic artists. That's what it is. It really is. You're it's not a love being letter. able to react to his grand grandfather dying. Fine, it was yeah. a CG effect. He didn't get to see it, but that was practical with the mom bleeding out of the mouth. All things you see really uh, inspire your art, and that's what this movie's <laughs> trying to say. That even from tragedy, you can create great works. Oh, you know, it even made me think what would have been a better premise for this movie. Like you still like, and still get to have to be Santa John. Like he he was pissed off at everybody in his family, so he drew all of them being killed in horrible ways in this comic book that he did with the magic pen, and then that's so then it's it's just better. And and then he has to try to prevent them from happening because he knows how they're all going to die. That would be interesting. I like that. Because yeah, because yeah, there's a real every time I watch it, I can't help but go, I made my family disappear because <laughs> yeah. it's what it is. It's, it's where it goes. The first Home Alone vibe yeah. is him just being like, I wish I don't have a freaking family as I draw my shark. <laughs> Man, it's. Uh, I feel like it's. We're, we, we've we've cleared all the plot we need to. We've talked about Santa Jaws. I think we got get to the good old review system. We got to talk about it. Got to review it. Okay. Um, I'm gonna say we're gonna go because it's this movie's so dedicated to the nog. We're gonna say five out of five nogs. Five nogs. Ooh. It's a perfect Santa Jaws. One nog. That Santa Jaws ain't shit. Um, okay. Uh, I'll I'll kick it off. I'm gonna give this a very solid four point five. Uh, Nogs. Uh, I feel like I I enjoyed it for what it is because I'm gonna put it on the, the the framing of this is a sci-fi original movie. So the fact I enjoyed it already puts it like in a four instantly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> um, another thing is like I had the thought of, and this is to my my lovely co-host is like I watched it by myself, but if we watch it together or watch it with some friends, oh, that's gotta be a good oh, time. This watch it's a fun friend watch. Gotta, I will say that. Cool. Get a, you get a little high, maybe have a little a beer or two, depending on what you what you do. It, Listen, you think hanging out with a couple friends makes Meg too good? You hang out with a couple friends and watch Santa Jaws, you're having a great night. That's a, that's a good night. So, I mean, it's a very solid... Imagine this in 4DX with the chance. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> the, only, the only effect they could afford is just Pepper McCain's blasting into your face. <laughs> <laughs> that's all they can do. You just leave them and be blind. And when you leave, you get a free pen. <laughs> They're like, it's so immersive. But I, I feel like for my own personal rating, it'd be a 4.5 because I love having a stupid movie I can recommend to people specifically for the holidays. be really fun to watch with friends. I, I'm, I'm in love with the Santa Jaws. Don't tell my wife. And um, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pass it off to everyone's review next. Oh, oh. Uh, Oh, no, go ahead, Luke. Uh, you know, this movie's tough for me because I... <laughs> Brings I, I, back a lot of memories. <laughs> uh, my family was killed by a Christmas-themed shark. <laughs> I can't believe you made me watch this. <laughs> I've told you guys on the show so many times. No, no, no. And every I time do... you just laugh and laugh and laugh. <laughs> it's really hard to, like, I usually don't like movies that are intentionally made to be so bad they're good kind of like like a sharknado that sort of thing and like but i don't want to be a complete like 
cynical asshole about it because like silly movies are just silly and fun. And then I also hmm. have this feeling like, okay, is this somebody who's like just somebody who's like just wants to have a silly time and fun making movies, like a Roger Corman sort of thing, or is this someone who's just a very mediocre filmmaker? Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is the product that they put out, and I think it's kind of somewhere in between there. I don't think there's a lot of technical great skill on display, but you know, I mean, they're getting to do the job that they that a lot of people would be a dream job so I don't want to shit on that mm-hmm. there was some fun to be had in this movie so uh, yeah I don't know I guess I'd probably give it 3 out of 5 hey, miles and all because yeah I think it'd be funny to watch with like you're with friends and family on Christmas you all have the same sense of humor yeah put it on it's just something in the background if nothing else and comment on the stupid stuff in it well, yeah. I don't think I'll ever watch it again but if somebody asks me about it I'd be like yeah it's some stupid fun you, you got, <laughs> listen you got it in your back pocket if someone ever needs a Christmas themed horror movie that is pretty funny and not super bloody yeah yeah that's true that's true it's very that's true. specific but you have it yeah uh, I uh, I, I'll give this movie a solid four out of five nogs. I I did enjoy it. I felt like it, it it waned a little bit, like in the midpoint where I was just kind of fucking bored in between kills. But as everyone has brought up, you watch this with friends, it's got to be a great time. Mm-hmm. And overall, like I don't know. I think the nicest thing I can say about this movie, it's pretty earnest. Yeah. You mean it's earnest, scared shark? Shut the fuck up, Randy. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Ernest versus Shark, no matter who wins, we lose. <laughs> I'd watch that. Angle Shark there, Burns! <laughs> <laughs> know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> they could do it. Yeah. Get John Cena in there. And... John Cena? <laughs> At playing Ernest? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'd yeah. watch that. Have you He's not seen the side by side? I think, they, I think uh, yeah, uh, I think. Uh... I haven't seen that. Oh, I, I just want to see him in the vest and the hat now. I think like Jim Varney and John Cena are like the two people who did make more Make a Wishes than anybody else. So oh, I yeah. know Jim Varney went as Ernest to a bunch of Make a Wish kids. Oh, I knew that about John Cena. I didn't know about Ernest. That's great. Um, was it? Were you done, Martin? We didn't oh, want to cut you off. Number three Make a Wish Foundation contributor is ironically Santa Jaws. Uh, please go ahead. Oh. <laughs> Wait, wait, Dustin, wait, how many nogs are you giving this? I'm going to go four and a half as well. Four and a half? Okay. Um, I've only watched this with my friend Logan here, so it does heighten the experience. I can I can tell you that for sure. Um, but yeah, every year we seem to find something else something else fun. Mm-hmm. But yes, also during the boring parts, it's nice to have uh, Logan to make fun of. So yeah. Making fun of me? Yeah. Rude. I'm By that point, I've just I've zoned you out. Yeah, I'm looking too. down at my phone. No. Um a part of me wants to just be like five out of five nogs because it's kind of my fault we're all watching this uh, <laughs> and talking about it. But I would I would probably say also uh, four point five nogs out of five because uh, it's and again it's if I honestly if I wasn't comparing it to other shark movies I'd probably still be at like a three or something like that because I do uh, well I get everything like you're saying Luke I do like compared to we've watched so many bad fucking movies and like I and not even just shark movies but just bad movies and I am always relieved when I watch this movie and there's basic cinematic fucking language in it there's just basic like just establishing shots that aren't just flat shots like they'll pan down you know like they'll just they'll do little things to be like we want to keep you invested in our goddamn movie and so many bad movies don't want to do that they just they line everybody up 
and just do a wide shot. We'll maybe punch in a little bit. Everyone do all the dialogue. Um, we'll have the shark over there. No one will interact with it at all because that takes planning and money. <laughs> We're not going to do anything. So it's like, to me, I always appreciate that this movie does seem like it was sold purely on title alone, Santa Jaws. We have a, we have a shark pun. 100%. Make this. And I feel like someone then was like, you know what? I'm going to make it fun, though. I want to make a fun holiday movie to live up to this silly title. And it is, I think, the only sci-fi original movie I've ever enjoyed. And probably out of shark movies, only in the like three or four I've ever enjoyed. Of, you know, two of them are Jaws movies and then Deep Blue Sea. And then this, I think, are the shark movies I enjoy. Oh, I, I, so, I got the title of the uh, Santa Jaws 2. Santa Jaws 2, Only Fins. Oh, that's really, good. <laughs> that's really good. Yeah, now that I have all these followers on Snapstagram, go to my OnlyFans. <laughs> but I don't know. I do. It is. It has become. <laughs> but I do. I I just enjoy this movie. It does. It does. Just kind of. It, it makes me smile a little bit, and it's just kind of fun. And yes, we do watch it together, so it is a fun like friend movie. It's a fun bad movie night movie, but like. I don't know. It's kind of charming in that it's like trying. It's trying to like. It tries. How do you how do you make trying. Santa Jaws that's not just again not to just reference shark movies we've watched, but like there's so many where it's so clear. Like here's the one thing we're gonna give you one fun kill up top, and then it's gonna be a lot of people standing in a room talking about a shark. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this one, they do something with it. <laughs> Most of this movie, I didn't know where they were going with it. So overall, kept me interested. Yeah. Right. See, I don't know. I I, I think it's fun. I I enjoy it, and it's on Prime. You know what I mean? You know, I think it's on Tubi too. Yeah, I didn't so. have to rent it or buy it. Yeah. It's, it's, you don't gotta drop a fucking dime on it's, this thing. It's all on YouTube in its entirety. No, oh, that's beautiful. Perfect. There you go. There you go. It's free. It's, it's, it's free. free it's Christmas free. fun mm -hmm. with some slight some light family violence, <laughs> <laughs> and that we're all looking for this time of year. Yeah. It's like, oh, I wish my mom got eaten by a shark. Wait a right? second. Uh, but I already spent all the money on Christmas presents. Ooh, a free movie. That's <laughs> what <laughs> we're all looking for. And uh, I'm going to I'm gonna get us right into the, the stupid game section that we do every episode. Quit playing stupid games. I'm glad you mentioned it earlier. I knew it was going to come up. We talked about the titular Sharknado that started this all. And I think a lot of us are wondering, with Sharknado, where is its most famous star, Jared Fogle, now? Um, I haven't read anything about Jared Fogle since 2015, so don't spoil anything. I'd like to go through it year by year for my favorite actors and their careers, um, getting caught up. Um, but I just I want to do some Jared Fogle trivia for everybody here tonight. Um, how many? I'm gonna ask you. Why would you do this to my holiday fun? Why would you end it with a Jared Fogle? What? I mean, what's wrong? I don't know about anything about him. He wasn't even in this movie. <laughs> that setup to this game took three steps to be like, oh, but now I'm gonna make you do trivia on Jared Fogle. Is this the seven just, degrees of Jared Fogel? <laughs> I don't want to play this game. I just want to. It's the worst car game ever. I just want everybody to eat fresh, okay? Listen, I know he's, <sighs> he's done some things in the eat past. Eat fresh, eat young. <laughs> okay, well, I was going to say, can't, can't game section's fresh. over. I'm canceling the game section. You're the one who brought it up. I, I was going to make a joke that bad. <laughs> I was just gonna You're ask just going you all, to let people think about the worst. I was just going to ask you all how many Sharknado movies that Jared Fogel was in. <laughs> 
I would hope just one. Okay, that's okay. We're getting back into it. Okay, I'm gonna give you a list. Was Jared Vocal in one Sharknado movie, two Sharknado movies, three Sharknado movies, or eat fresh Sharknado movies? <laughs> uh, the last answer doesn't make any sense. Yeah, the last the last answer made me mad. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna guess he's in all of them because I'm pretty sure they all came out before he. <laughs> everybody knew how gross he was. Okay, I'll put you down for all yeah. Sharknados. Yeah, I, maybe one, two at most. There's no, I don't know. Remember, this three. is Jared Fogel. You saying three? Thing. Oh, 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 oh. I thought he was from my, DC Comics. Yeah, my horrified reaction before was about a different Jared Fogel. Yeah, I thought you might have been thinking of Gotcha, that. okay. I'm, I'm gonna, I guess I'll say two? Okay, we got two. Dustin, what are you thinking? I'm gonna go three. Three. Uh, Martin can't answer this because this is how the whole game started when I started talking about Jared Fogel and Sharknado. I told him how many. It, it's two. Logan gets the point for this one. I racked up the points this episode. You are killing it. I got yeah, so yeah. many points this episode. Okay. So would, now, what's the name? Jared Fogel out for his subway ads. Jared Fogel. Nothing else. Uh, also, it's he, good to do a segment you know is going to get cut. I'm really excited. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I love being in the moment knowing, like, well, there's no way they're going to leave this listen, in, I, right? I asked Martin <laughs> about this before he decided. I told him I think it's important to always separate the art from the artist. Logan. Logan looking at his movies it rolls. Sandwich artist? Yeah, I got you. <laughs> you <laughs> overestimate how much we edit. Yeah, have you ever listened to Pod Zuki? Brandon That's plugged true. his social security number in episodes multiple times. Yeah. <laughs> That's true, I forgot. I, uh, Brandon, go ahead and say it one more time. Uh, that's going to be... <laughs> um, I'm just saying, it's this is coming out right before Christmas. Some people got to do some holiday shopping. My full name's Brandon Scott Kirkman. <laughs> Didn't know your middle name. Thank you. Thank you. It, it might come up if you try to steal my identity. They might need that part, so I think it's important to get that out there. Little skeevy middle name, Scott. <laughs> I'm a pervert. I mean, I've never denied that. Um, anyways, back to my Jared Fogle trivia. <laughs> he was also famously in an Adam Sandler movie. Uh, which out of these three movies was he in? Was he in Grown Ups 2, That's My Boy, or Jack and Jill? Give it to you first, Luke. Oh, God. All those are good options, but I'm going... What were the options again? Uh, Grown Ups 2, That's My Boy, and Jack and Jill. I'm going to guess Grown Ups 2, because I, mean, I, I wouldn't think it's Jack and Jill, because that's Al Pacino and Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. And once again, these are all fair choices. All these are before 2015. <laughs> I want to say that. I, I haven't seen any of them, so I'm... Can I have the options one more time? Oh, that's going to be Grown Ups 2, That's My Boy, and Jack and Jill. I'm, I'm going to say That's My Boy, because um, if uh, Jared Fogel's not in it, at the very least, Andy Samberg is. What we know now, it would make the most sense for him to be in yeah. that movie. No. <laughs> that's, that's My Boy is definitely a sentence Jared Fogel has said. Let's get the scissors. And hey, now, that's my boy. <laughs> and it's been said to him as of late. <laughs> Well, I have to cut the segment. I am honestly thinking about it now. Oh, you're thinking. Oh, you think about the segment you introduced. Mm, I will. Boy, it sure was fun talking about that movie, and we didn't do anything afterwards. <laughs> uh. Also, uh, Dustin, what uh, movie do you think? It was God like- damn it! 
Uh, it, it has to be. Um, what was the the? Um, <laughs> yeah, just say them all again. <laughs> That's my boy. That's Jack. my boy. <laughs> Because if Vanilla Ice snuck his way in, you know Fogel snuck into that movie. <laughs> yeah, he snuck into a lot of things. Uh, I'm saying Grown Ups 2. All right. Guess what? It was Jack and Jill. It was, it was Jack. So they had a Subway yeah. and Dunkin' Donuts. That, that wow. Makes, that makes perfect sense. Because in that movie, we, I believe Adam Sandler is an ad executive. And I'm sure he probably had Jared over to the house a couple of times. So you can we play. all got hung up on the Dunkin' Chino of it. We all got hung up on that. We we were blinded. So you could play Seven Degrees of Separation with uh, Jared Fogel? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, what other movies was he in? Well, he was in a movie with Al Pacino, so Al Pacino gets you to where you need to go. All right, yeah, so Sharknado. And the, the, they had a lot of cameos in those Sharknado movies, so actually you might be able to play. Yeah. <laughs> he was in two Sharknado movies, so that's Sharknado 2 and Sharknado 3. So it's a very... I, I, this is the only reason I'm going to keep this segment, is I want trivia nerds out there, if they ever get into seven degrees of separation, they got some in their back pocket that's real spicy. Mm, hmm. Speaking of back pockets, Jared Fogel. <laughs> <laughs> I want it to get cut now I mean, is the I, thing. I, I, so not, yeah, this is your game now. This is the game for Logan. Well, our key demographic is the emotionally infantile. So mm. I think <laughs> Right now they're at home. They're just sitting there going, yeah, good joke. And we're like, we hate you. Yeah, emotionally infantile recipients of white privilege. Mm. <laughs> it's, it's I smell a new title, gang. Yeah. It's crazy Spotify was that specific in our yearly breakdown. Yeah, it really was. <laughs> And the last, the last like slide they did for when we were going through the rap was just the middle finger. <laughs> <laughs> we just got one that said "stop it." Huh. Yeah, <laughs> That's weird. I didn't know they did that. Uh, anyways, other show that uh, <laughs> Jared Fogles was in Saturday Night Live with two appearances in 2002 and 2008. That's really? all I wanted to say. Okay, was, so was, there was no question to this. It was. Wait, <laughs> has, did he like? Did, did he just show up? Yeah, I, they were for like little sketches where they just showed up and you're like, I'm Jared Fogel. Are you Remember sure are you from the sure commercials? That he didn't just like go to a taping of Saturday Night Live. No, they were they were got in the audience. Well, they were listed on his IMDb, so he has to be a, a character playing. The oh, I don't know why that depressed me more that Jared Fogel has an IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that bummed me out just now. But. I also so my favorite thing about this is I was looking at it. They also had all of his appearances afterwards, and they're all archival footage for documentaries. <laughs> you know why? <laughs> <laughs> I also would like to take the second to remind the audience that Jared Fogle had nothing to do with Santa Jaws, and you can enjoy that guilt-free. Yeah. There was no- <laughs> yes, you, you can't watch Sharknado without feeling bad. Yeah, that's true. There's Even the ones without Jared Fogle. In general, yeah. yeah. In I general. Mean, the, the only reason I wanted to do this game is there's no ethical consumption under Sharknado. Just saying. Every movie is made better by its lack of Jared Fogle. Yeah, see, we're, we're ending on a positive note. And we'll see how much gets cut from this if we get there. So we're going to get to good old recommendation and plugs. Recommendations. Um, Was that it for the stupid game section? That's it. You put it all in on Jared? Well, I mean, also, like, I wanted to introduce the concept of Jared Fogel because... Of course! 
We, because we've already made a bunch of those t-shirts. We made so many of our, our, our stupid game section talking about Ron Canada, who's the light in the order of the universe. Oh, of course. It's every, to every light, there's darkness, and that's Jared Fogle. That's, that's right. Ken, I feel like I, Goofy would I, be I, a better way to go than talking about Jared Fogle so a lot. Sorry. I, <laughs> I forgot that Jared Fogle was Ron Canada's Waluigi. Yeah, exactly. That's why we decided to do this. That sentence never made me want to bully you more. Like, I want to bully you so hard with that sentence. Jared Fogle. <laughs> what, would you say run from Canada's Waluigi? Right, which is our new exactly. Godzilla t-shirt in the, in the I merchandise. Just, I, so. I got the urge to give you a swirly. <laughs> with that, just top to bottom. And I love that he, he, got like the, he gets the secondary uh, antagonist for some reason. Mario's <laughs> <laughs> Waluigi. <laughs> Waluigi's Martin's trying to say he's not that big of a villain. I think think it's just Martin thinks about Waluigi like every 20 minutes. Oh, absolutely. Oh, that's true. I've got a little crucifix up in my house. Yeah. Wow. Now I'm gonna die. I'll I'll send you a picture when I get home. It's lovely. (laughs) And when when they put Jesus to the cross, he went, ah! (laughs) (laughs) Well, recommendations and plugs. I'm going to get right into it. I feel like I wanted to recommend specifically, we've done an episode on this, but I keep telling people it's... it's the delicious sandwiches at Subway. <laughs> I'd like to recommend Sharknado's 2, 3, and Jack and Jill. <laughs> they have my favorite actor in them. But I won't tell you. Not nearly spoiling. enough screen time, in my opinion. Should have made more appearances on SNL. I want to recommend the Subway DC comic run where Jared Fogel teams up with the Justice League. To eat Subway. I mean, he was a great actor. He had to act like he wasn't attracted to children and all those things. <laughs> I mean, it's true. <laughs> well, now I have to keep this segment. That's a good joke. Here's the thing you don't. <laughs> no. Here we go. Right? Have to keep segments. Just start your Patreon for perverts. <laughs> Just keep it there. Here's all the great cut material from Panzuki. Brand Social Security. Brand Social Security. Brand Social Security. <laughs> Jared Fogel trivia. Social Security. Social Security. <laughs> uh, it's okay. He's already got terrible credit. Yeah. Jared Fogel? Yeah. No. Oh, no. Yeah. I don't know why I my identity. Oh, he's got a lot of credits on him. <laughs> well... Anyways, I'm going to recommend Hanuman and the Five Riders. It's my favorite kind of Santa Jaws recommendation for movies that people haven't seen or are aware of. We've done an episode about it, but it's all on YouTube. The, the Middle Eastern Masked Rider? Yes. It's, uh, <laughs> it's so good. It's, it's an, I can only describe it truly. It, it's, a, it's a wild movie. You, you cannot expect where it's going, what it's going to do. Um, but if you, I, I, I'd say that it's such a bizarre film that even watching it alone in the dark completely by yourself, like I had to when we first did it, I was like, yes, yes. <laughs> I, I remember clapping very hard at the screen. Yeah. Yes. Um, it's a great film. Um, five out of five, uh, some weight freshes for Hanuman of the Five Riders. <laughs> five out of five inches. <laughs> <laughs> A gentleman six. Um, <laughs> How many times has Jared heard that in prison? <laughs> uh, <what? laughs> um, well, <laughs> somebody else do it, Luco. Uh, I guess I'll recommend. Uh, 
Oh, God. You know what? If you got nothing else to do, smoke some weed and play Mario. Mm, it's fuck a, yeah. It's a good time. I've, been, go. I've been doing that there a lot go. lately. <laughs> I guess specifically Mario Wonder. That game's awesome. If you have a Switch and you like Mario games, it's totally worth it. I like it more than the last Mario game they released on Switch. But, nice. yeah, that's what I've been what? doing. Just kind of, like, counting down until 2023 is over. I feel like I've done all the cool shit I'm going to do in 2023, so I'm ready for the next year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Taking the rest of December off. Uh, I, like, I nailed this year. <laughs> doing shit. Well, yeah, you're going out on top. <laughs> Ain't gonna fuck it up in the, in, in the last day. <laughs> uh, I, I recommend... Uh, go go watch Scott Pilgrim Takes Off on Netflix if you like Scott Pilgrim. If you like Is that good? the comic or the movie. I, I like it a lot. I wouldn't okay. necessarily recommend it to someone who hasn't seen Scott Pilgrim or read mm. Scott Pilgrim before. But if you're familiar with the story, high recommendations. They got the entire okay. movie cast back, and like they're they're fucking great. Okay, because I heard so many mixed reviews on that. There were so many people who were like, "It's the best thing, one of the best things made this year," and people being like, "I, I, I don't know." I feel like that's kind of how people feel about Scott Pilgrim in general. Yeah, yeah. that's actually that's fair. Actually, I, that's really fair. I liked it in general, and I would recommend it. I cannot give you more context. That's fair. No, but I, I love the movie, at least. I never read the, the comics, but I did love the movie. No, well, I, I recommend um, both the movie and the manga. And Yeah, sorry, I'm done. I'll let you make it, too. Um, <laughs> I, um, I'd be remiss right now, because one of the, the shows I mentioned the most is Fargo. Fargo oh, Season 5 no, is on. I need to watch that. It's really good. Uh, Fargo is one of my favorite shows on TV, and this season is really good so far. It's about, I think, halfway through right now. Um, and then on just on Brandon's note too of like of 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 really fun bad movie you don't know where it's gonna go. Uh, Ricky O, the story of oh, Ricky. Oh, it's one of my all-time yeah. favorites. <laughs> Oof. Just a, have you guys done that one on the show? No, have we you guys haven't ever done that. No, okay. But I do live by that principle that if you are the warden of the jail, you need to be the most powerful person there. Absolutely, <laughs> that movie. I don't think I've ever gone oh more at a movie <laughs> than Ricky O the story. I remember of Ricky. the Daily Show they used to have at the end of it. They would have like the hot seat questions, right? Mm-hmm. And then they, this image they used was the famous head crushing scene from that movie. Oh, that's right. The moment of Zoom. yeah, yeah. It's a very wet movie. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, like right up our alley, right? Even yeah. though I haven't seen any of Fargo season five, I, I completely uh, support that because I've seen all four seasons. It's always my favorite television. Just in general, I, I love that show so much. And season five is a, is a is a great return to form. Dustin Pixie, my my nogster. Um, I'm a little late to the game on this show, but the uh, Star Trek Lower Decks, I had a lot of fun. I binged oh. my way through that recently, and it was a uh, that's some good shit. You've been on a Trek kick lately because you did Picard, right? Yeah, and, yeah. I didn't know I didn't know you were such a Trekkie, but you've really found your. Got I'm back, baby. I don't. Know. <laughs> I'm back, baby. Now better than ever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And uh, yeah, I mean, if you love if you love Star Trek, that means you've seen all of Ron Canada probably. Yeah, mm-hmm. he, he shows up in. Uh, I know he's in the Next Generation and uh, Deep Space Nine a few times, but I don't know about. I don't think he appears in Lower Decks or Picard. He's definitely not in any of the Picard stuff. Yet, yeah, no. I would. It would be cool if they put him into Lower Decks because they could easily play a new character or one of the characters he played in the many Star Treks. That would be interesting. And they do love as like, oh hey, instead of a joke, let's just reference something. Yeah, <laughs> that happened mm-hmm. in Star Trek. Um, I also like to recommend if you're looking for a great sandwich, Uh-oh. go to Jimmy John's. Okay. 
<laughs> Quiznos. No problem or, there. I think Quiznos <laughs> is closed, but if you like it toasted, you should go to Quiznos, but I don't know if they Quiznos, exist anymore. it will destroy the roof of your mouth. Yeah, it's true. Hey, <laughs> better than destroying your innocence. <laughs> <laughs> Jared Fogel, he will destroy the roof of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got another Fazuki t-shirt. Um, well... I think we, we got to wrap it up. I think. I think this is. This is I think before we before we incriminate ourselves further. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, as as always, we're gonna do our famous sign off. We're gonna get it right. We're gonna do three, two, one. You're, You're gonna, gonna like, like the, the way, way I, I fuck. fuck. I guarantee it. <laughs> I think we got it again. Yeah. yeah. Oh, good job. That was a really good one. Thank you for having us, guys. Yes. This was a blast. Thank you so much. And if you want more Santa Jaws content, we have an episode and a commentary about it. So you can waste your life on yes. Santa yeah, I mean, Oh, that's one thing I should say as we wrap it up. Definitely anybody listening, go check out Quality Home Entertainment. It is really fun. Thank you. Um, thank you so much. A little too for, goofy, but... It is a little too goofy. <laughs> um, but, Dustin, thanks for joining us for the first time. Oh, thank you, guys. This is great. Back. I, I think thanks one of the episodes me. I've listened to, they have 100% less mentions of Jared Fogel. That's true. Well, I, uh, for now. Have, have we mentioned him once? I don't think so. Today, recurring bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'd be interested. I don't know if we've ever mentioned him. <laughs> but I'll be glad to guest on uh, uh, your episodes about Sharknado 2 and 3 for no reason in particular. And then... Oh, shit. We... We kind of vowed to never watch them, but if we make you guys do them, we will watch maybe. Yeah, as long as someone's going down with us, I think I'd be willing to. And then every time we say Jared Fogel, we'll just believe it. (laughs) (laughs) So this can still be the place where we said it the most. Thank you. I I appreciate that. Well, anyways, (laughs) bye. show has been brought to you by Machine Culture. The words get stuck in my throat. <laughs>